is Natanya. She is a local Philly musical artist, podcaster, runs her own fragrance company, and a temple student. Natanya does it all, whether it's talking about important issues, making powerful music, or running her own company, Natanya's music finds itself in the realm of R&B and more specifically, a more contemporary sound. She recently collaborated on a track with Bell Tower artist J.M. Hayes on the track The Way She Talk. The song shows the power and range of Natanya's voice, where she is able to sing sweet lows and strong high ranges. On top of being an active recording artist, Natanya also runs her own beauty and cosmetic line of different fragrances. She also runs a makeup line with the goal not to remake someone's entire face, but to emphasize their natural features. So with doing music and and uh, um, different sorts of uh, beauty lines, she also does uh, a podcast called Authentic Tea, which she co-hosts which can be streamed on Apple Podcasts. The podcast discuss all sorts of different topics, such as love, relationships, social issues, and any sort of media biz, uh, buzz. No matter the medium, Tanya does it all. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed listening to, uh, I was listening when I was researching, uh, was listening to a lot of your podcasts and I really enjoyed a lot of it. <laughs> Thank you. It's actually called Authenticity. Authenticity. Uh, yeah, kind of like the word authenticity, but we just changed the T-Y to T-E-A. I got you. Cool. Yeah, um, I definitely enjoy it. Uh, and also, to uh, it's definitely important to note that on Apple Music, it is ranked 5.5 out of 5. <laughs> so every, anyone, anyone wanting to listen to a great podcast, it's, it's currently uh, perfect on <laughs> Apple Music. Yeah, so um, it's in season two. You guys just put out episode three. So mm -hmm. uh, you guys have been doing the podcast for like, what, about a year so far? Almost a year. It'll be Almost. a year in January. Oh, nice, nice. So um, what made you want to start doing podcasting? So I do the podcast with my friend Celine. Um, we actually met at Whole Foods when I used to work there. And um, we just got really close. We became really close friends. And we always found each other, found ourselves in the car having like conversations about like from the most trivial things to like existence, like the deepest things ever. So we just thought it would be fun to just record ourselves. And this was pre-pandemic and COVID and all that stuff. And we just decided to just record ourselves and start a podcast. And we really didn't realize how much it would be just such a safe place and a safe haven for us like through this whole pandemic so yeah we just started season two um it's on the it's on apple podcast right now and yeah we're just going with it we'll see how far it goes um it's really fun i really enjoy it i love to talk so it's been really fun yeah that's awesome um and also it's uh this season two is the first time it's on apple podcast right you guys went from youtube to apple podcast yeah we were on youtube at first just because it was easier um i was more familiar with youtube but then um we both decided to just learn how to get it on the apple podcast because it's just more accessible to listeners and it's easier to deal with you can click off and still listen to the podcast so yeah yeah right and there's also um you guys mentioned i was listening to the first episode uh new logo design and everything so it's basically just like a total rebranding of the podcast yeah it's awesome. Season like a, a lot more um, 
like we're here now like at first it was like a trial like let's see how this goes but season two is a lot more we're confident in what we're doing we kind of know the kind of vibe and sound we're going for the kind of look we're going for so yeah season two has been a lot of fun yeah, so for um, the first three episodes, uh, the first episode talked about social media and OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Season, or episode two talked about submission. Season three talked about exes. So um, when you decide to uh, pick topics and everything, how does that go? Do you two both kind of spitball things? Do you kind of like have open polls for people to vote for or... So we kind of do a little bit of both. Um, Most of the times it's what we kind of decide to talk about just because we'll get ideas from other people as well, like our viewers and stuff. But a lot of the times viewers will ask specific questions that we could probably give our opinions on in 20 minutes. So we kind of try to pick topics that we can expand upon and really make last like for at least 45 minutes. So it'll be a lot of things. At first, we wanted to call the co- the podcast 20-somethings because we really feel like it can apply to people in their 20s, but we didn't want to be so restrictive. But I feel like that's really um, a big part of the podcast is being able to relate to people our age. So we do talk a lot about relationships, you know, um, things that are happening in the media, things that happen um, socially at this age, so... Yeah, because there's definitely a lot of different topics. Uh, Definitely in the description of the podcast, it kind of talks about, it kind of covers everything, like social Mm -hmm. issues, just kind of relationship things, or just really anything people want to talk about. Um, Yeah. That also, is it hard to try and decide on what to talk about? Because that kind of covers such a broad broad range of things. Um, It's not really hard, because I feel like we both have really bubbly personalities, so whenever we think of topics, we always kind of agree because it's like, oh, we know we can really go in on this topic and really make it last long enough and make it entertaining and exciting for people to listen to. So most times we agree on the topic. Um, now, when it comes to other things about the podcast, we can sometimes disagree. Um, yeah, when it comes to topics, we mostly agree on the topic. Yeah, and you said, uh, how long have you known uh, Celine for? We've known each other for two and a half years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, since like 2018. So it's been a little minute. Yeah, but um, for the podcast, um, for anybody who wants to listen, um, it's it's a really great take on uh, just like really casual conversation uh, that two people are having, uh, just really about anything. Uh, seriously, like uh, season one, there's about ten episodes of different sort of uh, topics, and then season two, I was mo- mostly checking out uh, just talking about new forms of social media. It's definitely, uh, um, I would say quarantine related that oh. first episode with uh only fans and uh social media and everything uh yeah. yeah how was that talking about that because uh it was just kind of like a learning experience for everyone i mean we're still trying to figure out what exactly only fans is for so yeah, we're that- seeing like people just kind of like jump on it and make their own thing and then it turns into another thing <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was definitely a fan favorite just because I think it was just so funny. Um, me being a black straight female and Celine being a black gay man, mm-hmm. just the dialogue between the two of us can be very um, funny and interesting. But 
Yeah, OnlyFans has always been um, something we wanted to talk about since it started, just because it's such a big craze right now, and everyone's trying to, you know, get quick cash, especially during quarantine and stuff. Um, so yeah, that was definitely a fan favorite topic. One of my favorites as well, um, just to listen to when you're just bored and want to listen to something funny. That was definitely a favorite of mine. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so uh, with uh just everything going on with uh, quarantine, coronavirus and everything. How has that impacted uh, putting out episodes of the podcast? Are you two doing it remote? Are you guys getting together and still recording? Or has that kind of like slowed Um, the process? No, um, with the podcast, quarantine hasn't been too much of a problem. Um, We get together and do it because we're together every week. So it's like, God forbid we get corona, we're both getting it. So it's like... (laughs) We're like always together. So we definitely record it together. Um, the only thing is when it first happened, um, like around springtime, thankfully we were on um, hiatus, like in between seasons. So we didn't have to record much, but COVID hasn't um, had much of an effect on the podcast. On um, the other things I'm doing, yes. But For sure. um, yeah, but the podcast yeah. is okay. Right. Yeah. And I think that's uh, definitely a good time to be working on the podcast and just kind of coming into form and uh, definitely putting it onto Apple Music. Uh, It can get more exposure and people have a lot more downtime to listen to it. I mean, I was listening to just trying to get little glimpses of uh, the podcast. And the next thing I knew, I was listening to like full episodes of it. It's just just so good. And uh, yeah, and it's definitely like the one thing about it is it's definitely real and authentic, just hearing people talk about things and it's not scripted. Maybe you guys have had a little conversation about it behind the scenes, but for the most part, it's, you know, pretty casual. And it's so crazy because I don't want to say it's negatively affected our friendship. It hasn't, but it has kind of like made us kind of think about certain things like we'll try to have conversations about like no like this would be a great podcast episode like we can't talk about it right now just so that when we do record the podcast it's more of an authentic reaction and I don't want to always know his um, perspective on a topic I do kind of want to be surprised sometimes and vice versa with him so we do try to um, not pre-talk about it Um, mostly we both will have bullet points um, about like subtopics we want to um, expand upon during the episode, but we try not to talk about the topic too much beforehand. Just right, so it right, live and up, um, live up to the name and be authentic. Right, yeah, and uh, was that something that you two have kind of developed more over time from the beginning? Could you see maybe going to the latest episode, uh, season two, episode three, to like season? one episode one could you see kind of like you two kind of uh developing sort of dialogues and how and just having like a very easier way of going about maybe delivering something it's so funny because um I don't usually do business ventures with friends but with Celine we just always have such we've always had such a um I hate to keep saying authentic, but just like a real connection from the beginning. Like I worked at Whole Foods um, for a couple years before he started and he started there. And I just remember being like, I feel like energy is so real. And I just remember like feeling like comfortable with him. And literally the first thing I ever said to him was like, I was like, would you date someone that you work with? 
And it's because I was dating this guy that we were working with at the time. And just since then, we've just been such, like, we just clicked instantly. And it's always been flowing, good conversation, never any awkward moments, never any. That's why I felt like a podcast would be perfect for us because our ability to just pick up where the other person, like, stops, it just works so perfectly with him. So, yeah, it's it's always, it's, I, I would say it's been real and, easygoing, easy flowing from the start. That's awesome. Yeah, there's definitely a strong, I think a strong chemistry is mm-hmm. is definitely like the, one of the big things when it comes to a podcast because uh, so many people are making them, but to have that sort of connection definitely helps you mm-hmm. to kind of For set sure. yourselves. Exactly. Yeah. So um, what was the reason behind wanting to start it in the first place? Was it just kind of like, hey, I think we have funny conversations. Maybe we can uh, record them and see if other people like them. Um, yeah, kind of like what I said before, we would always just sit in my car and talk. And these conversations would last like an hour and a half, two hours. And we were just like, we should start. Like, do you want to start a podcast? And he's like, yeah. And then we just we just started it. We came up with the name one day, recorded like a couple episodes listen to them back and we were like no like these are actually really good like we can actually start a podcast and we started season one and that was kind of really just like a test run and then season two like I said we really are like more organized with everything right yeah season one was definitely hey let's see how it works and then season mm-hmm. two it's like we got this you know, yeah mm-hmm. we got the new logo we got we're on we're on apple music now yeah. it's ready you guys are yeah. ready to go for sure. Um, were there any inspirations behind it? Were you two listening to like other podcasts or other sort of interview interview based shows that kind of like, hey, this or was it just simply like you're having conversations that made you want yeah, to? Yeah, we, we didn't really draw inspiration from anyone else. It really was just the fact that we talk about so many different things, especially because I'm I'm a very emotional person, which is why I feel like being a musician is such a perfect profession for me um I would always come to him with my issues and he would always just have such great advice and vice versa so we just felt like um especially being college students we needed a medium to be able to kind of express our opinions and our thoughts about things and even just maybe 10 years from now to be able to go back and listen to them and be like wow like I can't believe I thought like that at 22 like and stuff like that, just to see our growth and just continue to be able to express ourselves and and just be open with everyone and each other. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that is definitely something that a lot of musicians will do. Uh, mm-hmm. I can think of a couple in particular that uh, they'll start in music and then they'll start doing other ventures. Like sometimes mm-hmm. they become writers, sometimes they'll do poetry, sometimes they'll do like... Uh, like spoken word shows or stuff. And I think that's kind of like the same thing for your case. It kind of helps with your music and develop sure. of your voice. Uh, it's it's also kind of like, a, it's just like a recorded document also too, just like your music. It's like, like you said, it's like a screenshot of, of where you are at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But with the different, you know, it's it's a bit more laid back. It's, it's more funny mm-hmm. and it's a different approach to it where music, you can, be more serious about it you can you know have different moods and, and attitudes towards it and I think it's a good uh I think that's a really good uh segue into just like so we talked about your podcast and now we came here talk to talk about music 
but how can I not mention all these other things that you do because you do so many things but um so with your music like when how long have you been doing music has that been something that you've been doing your entire life so I always say this and it sounds so cheesy but I really did not choose music I really feel like music chose me right Um, ever since I was little it's just always been the thing that has always felt so right to me. Um, I started singing when I was like, well, my mom says I was singing in like my crib and stuff. Like she gave me this Tickle Me Elmo and he (laughs) would sing and I would like sing the notes like back to Elmo, but I don't remember that. But my first memory of singing is singing in church and singing in a choir. It's funny that you mentioned the, uh, the, the Elmo. That's, that's kind of like your earliest, uh, yeah. I know I've been normally asking people like, oh, what's your earliest uh, music memory? Like, uh, what was the first thing that you heard? Like, oh, like my parents showed me this record. No, Natanya was was singing along to Tickle Me Elmo in the crib. Crazy. Started, yeah, started started young. <laughs> yeah, but um, I noticed on a so like for you have a YouTube page that you post a lot of uh, ma- majority cover songs. You would say yeah. is that just kind of like a another creative avenue for you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially, um, I'm going to say high school, um, my YouTube, that's when I started the YouTube. And it was really um, just for people to know that I sing, because I feel like a lot of people for a long time didn't know that I sing, just because I don't go around just singing everywhere. So um, that was really big just for me to start taking music seriously. Um, and I do mostly covers even to this day on there because obviously I don't have original music um, out yet. But yeah, YouTube was like a f- the first big step for me musically, career wise. Yeah, I was looking at uh, your YouTube channel. It just kind of, uh, I can tell that you just kind of pull from a lot of influences. There's a, a Drake cover, there's a Beyonce cover. Your most recent is a Jasmine Sullivan mm-hmm. cover. Uh, they're all incredibly unique and incredibly your own that's I think that's the best thing about uh covers is seeing how artists kind of put their own rendition Mm -hmm. on them uh so when you want to pick a pick a new song to cover uh is it kind of like the same with your podcast you just kind of like spitball a topic you just kind of pick a song that you like or is it just kind of uh how you're feeling um it's definitely I definitely pick by songs that speak to me the most at the time. Um, My first cover ever was Drunk in Love by Beyonce. And I remember um, I was in high school and it had come out that year. And I just remember hearing this, cause I'll always, since I was little, I've done this. I've always just looked up YouTube karaoke's and just sing, I'll just sing like at home and by myself. And so on this one day I was doing that and I found this Drunk in Love like acoustic and I thought that was really pretty and really different. So I decided to just record that and sing it. So yeah, mostly it just comes from music that I'm listening to at the time, music that speaks to me the most at the time, music that I feel like I can really make my own. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you have any specific inspirations? Or is it just so many? That's that's always a hard one for people to, yeah. to ask people. And so many musical artists say that. It's because, like, you know your influences, but then once someone asks, it's like all of them just, like, vanish. It's like, where did they go? Like, I don't even know. But definitely Beyonce is probably my number one inspiration. Um, 
like when I when I learned how to do riffs and runs and different musical things with my voice, it was from watching her videos and studying her. So Beyonce definitely, um, Jasmine Sullivan for sure, being a Philly native and just the rawness of her voice, she's definitely an inspiration. Um, Brandy is definitely an inspiration just from the uniqueness of her voice and her ability to um, stack harmonies and really make her voice like an orchestra on a track. I love that. Um, I'm trying to think. Whitney Houston, obviously, is a great, um, I'm trying to think of one more so I can get five. <laughs> and I would say, I would say Michael Jackson is a huge inspiration as well. Um, just his ability to emote through his voice but it's it's like showing his emotion differently than how let's say a Jasmine Sullivan would. It's like Michael's voice was actually like an instrument, like he could make sounds that sounded like instruments. So he's definitely an inspiration, just even as an entertainer as well. So I would say those are my five: Beyonce, Jasmine Sullivan, Brandy, um, Michael Jackson, and Whitney Houston for sure. Yeah, that's a that's a strong top five. That's a strong. <laughs> crop of uh, inspiration because uh, I can definitely hear that in a lot of uh, the music that you either put out on YouTube or even the song that you featured on with uh, J.M. Hayes. Uh, definitely your your vocal register is like, you can go from really soft, really sweet, and then it's the next thing. It's like the heavens are opening up. <laughs> Everything is just coming in. And uh, yeah, it's, it's totally crazy. Like, uh, the range that you have and um yeah so speaking of uh jm hayes what was that like uh collaborating on that on that project we talked to jm a couple weeks ago and he had <laughs> oh, he, he had nothing but uh but good things to say he's like man natanya's my girl and i was no, like yes. literally same like justin's like my brother like i love him no we met um i did the practicum class when was that, last semester or the semester before? I want to say last semester, I believe. Um, and I met Justin. He had come into one of um, our classes. He was already signed. And I remember seeing him, like seeing um, one of his YouTube videos in class. And he was um, the only rapper on the label, obviously. And I automatically resonated with that. And um, when I met him, it was just always just such a good vibe. And we would talk and like he sent me, he would send me some of his music and I would listen and be like, wow, like you're so good. And I would send him some of my stuff and he would be like, I need you on a track. So when we finally um, did the way she talked, it was just, it was perfect. Like he, we were in the studio one day and um, he played the track. And I was like, I need this track. Like, I don't care if it's a feature. I don't care if it's my track. Like, I need the, the track. Like, I love how it sounded. And he was like, it's mine, but I don't know what I want to talk about yet. And I always want to make sure if I'm featured on a song that I'm talking about the same topic that the person is talking about. Like, I hate when someone features on a song and their verse is completely different from what the topic of the song even is. So I really wanted him to choose the topic because it was his song. And he would, he just kept saying like the way she talked, like the way she talked. And that night, like for some reason that really clicked and that night I just wrote my whole chorus, but I saved it. I didn't want to show it to him because I was nervous. 
And I was like, after you write all your verses, then I'll show you what I wrote. And he's like, okay. So we went to the studio. He wrote everything. He's like, all right, you have to show me the um, chorus now. And I like did like a little live performance. And he was like, I love it. We've recorded it. And it was just great vibes the whole time. Like, There's definitely a great uh, vibe coming from you too. Uh, it's just, it just flowed so nice. And uh, everything just like fit together like a puzzle, to be honest. Um, his new project dropped. A week ago or two weeks ago yes yes so everyone is able to to listen to jam's new music featuring natanya yes. yes everybody the 10k it's an amazing body of work long time coming he worked really hard on it and we're really proud so yeah what was it like uh recording uh that song with him uh going into was that did you record that at uh studio g temple no so Studio G, there was some drama going on with that at the time, um, and we couldn't get there because someone else had the key, and mm. one of our has, like, a little um, apartment studio, so we went there, and we were just like, you know what, we're just going to record some reference tracks, like, not a big deal, like, and what I recorded that night ended up being what you heard on, like, the real track. So it was just such a vibe. Everything just came out so perfectly. Like it was just, it was amazing. Recording that song was one of the best um, studio experiences I've had. So I'm grateful for him for that. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Because I think that was something that me and Jam had talked about was just kind of uh, with COVID and everything, restricting people. Now you guys had recorded this track before that. Right. So um, I was talking to him about about that, uh, just collabing with different people, like some of his friends that he can go to locally. Um, is that something that you have been trying to do with uh, like people that you know, because a lot of or have you been able to get into like a big studio with just with restrictions? For sure. I've been trying to get into studios. Um, most times it's just my one engineer and sometimes my producer friend. And we try to track and do as much as we can. Um, you know, it's COVID, it's been really hard, especially um, me, this being my first semester being signed to Bell Tower, it's been really frustrating not being able to get in the studio, G, because I do want to really have music out. And I feel like a lot of my supporters have been waiting for years for me to have music out. And I feel like the way she talked was such a tease for them. And they're just like, what? music and I'm like I know like corona has ruined everything but I definitely try to go to the studio as much as possible but even without the studio like the work doesn't stop like I'm writing I'm listening to tracks I'm thinking of new ideas thinking of ways to better my writing um and it just doesn't stop yeah that's awesome I was gonna um ask how has everything kind of affected your music writing have has has uh have you just kind of had any like like a hard time being creative during this time or is it just like you know what I'm I'm still doing this because uh yeah in the beginning for sure it was really hard like around springtime like around my birthday my birthday's in April and around where corona first really hit it was really hard and I and it was crazy because um we had like a whole group chat like me Justin some of the producers at and all of us were going through a really hard time. So that made me feel a little better that it wasn't me and I felt I didn't feel like a failure. It was just like, it's a hard time for everyone right now. It's hard to be creative when you're just cooped up in the house all day. Um, and I think it made me realize not to force it a lot of the times um, because when you force it, it isn't your best work. 
So I've learned to just go with the flow. And that's when the best ideas pop up. Like someone can say one word and I'll be like, wait, like that could be a song and I can write about this and I can do this and stack it like this. And and just during Corona was definitely a hard time. Well, Corona is still long, but in the beginning it was definitely a hard time. But now I feel like um, I've learned to just go with the flow and not pressure myself too much to write right now. So Yeah. Yeah, that's that's definitely good because uh, a lot of people, a lot of musicians in particular have had a hard time just kind of adjusting to everything. Maybe like sometimes there just wasn't as much inspiration for them or it was kind of hard for them to just try and get things going. But it's good to hear that you're still connected with people. You're still trying to do your thing, basically, and haven't missed a beat, really. Are you kind of just like... Uh, sending files and stuff back and forth to people more often just kind of like oh i'm gonna record myself doing a little Sorry, track. My mom came in upstairs and my dog's barking no it's but, fine um yeah we send stuff to each other a lot um just to like inspire each other even more um kind of help each other get our juices flowing um so yeah it helps having a core of people around you who do music as well so it definitely helps when you when you're feeling like you're in a rut or something. Yeah, that's definitely a, a good thing to have is uh is people that are like minded and can still you know do their thing. You can do your thing. You're still working on it. Um, when it comes to new music and releasing things, uh, what are you hoping to release like uh, as future projects? Like, are you more of like a I want to drop more singles? Do you like having full on projects? Because I know that uh, a lot of people nowadays uh, like to drop a lot of singles, but then sometimes there'll be like a, a big kind of um, like arrangement of songs. Which which one do you, are you more? Um, I think I'm, I'm very big on projects and bodies of work um, to kind of solidify a time in my life. But I really do enjoy features as well. I mm-hmm. feel like um, um, two heads are always better than one or more. So having someone else that I can create music with definitely makes me grow more musically and my ear kind of grow more. So I think I would be on the um, wave of doing bodies of work, whether it's an EP or an album, and also doing features. I don't know about sporadic singles. That doesn't really, that kind of just seems a little messy in my head. So definitely EPs, albums, and features mostly. Yeah, I always, uh, as a music listener myself, uh, I always wonder if people ever prefer doing one or the other because uh, I've, I've heard people say, I like dropping singles because it's just, you can just put out a single and people can listen to it and and whatever. But then when it comes to a full body, like an album, like a full on five to 10 song project where it's kind of like this full on, uh, I don't know how to say, just like this big collection, kind of like a book where it's like all these songs mean something, they're all connected in some way. It's just kind of like right. a huge artistic kind of venture to take. So it's, yeah, I mean, and then plus with the uh, collaborating and, and the features and stuff, I can definitely see that uh, being something that's, you know, something that uh, people would like to do as well, because uh, just working with other people can kind of bring out the best in maybe you or other someone else or just, yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so then moving along, uh, I was looking at your, your beauty line. So not only do you, so you're doing your podcasting, you're doing your music, you're a student and you're, you're running two different beauty companies. I have to ask you, how do you do it all? 
No, some of them definitely get pushed to the side sometimes. Mostly, um, my favorite line and makeup for sure kind of get pushed to the side. And those are more so when I have free time or if someone orders something specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, main focus is definitely music and school for now, but um, and the podcast because someone else relies on me for that. So, but yeah, like I just enjoy, I feel like um, it's important to enjoy everything you're doing. Like everything I'm doing are things that are creative and things that I enjoy. So it doesn't always feel like work. Like it doesn't feel like, oh, like I have to go make someone's perfume now. Like it, has, it never feels like that. It's always just like, okay, cool. Like I can do this and listen to music and vibe out and just kind of release more so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that is just another thing of being an artist. Uh, you just like to to just have kind of like different things you know yeah. you, wear, you wear many hats as they say mm-hmm. um so the one is a makeup line is it pronounced uh moi yes it is. good awesome yeah i was looking at at the page and everything it's uh i mean some really nice what what uh how long has that been around for not a full year yet i've always done my own makeup since like high school but i've never really had the confidence to do others uh, other people's makeup because you know people have different skin types or like different things you know customers can sometimes be annoying to work with so i've always done my own makeup but my friends like whenever they need their makeup done i've done theirs as well so i just decided like just for some extra money like why not just start doing people's makeup and it's just fun. I've always just liked um, um, not changing somebody's face, but definitely ex- accentuating the features that they always have, that they, they, they already have, excuse me. No, yeah, right. And that's def- that was uh, the tagline of the company. It's uh, with a goal not to remake someone's entire face, but to emphasize their natural features. I think that is a definite um, great great little mission statement uh and you know set you aside from from other sort of makeup uh people that do things like that because uh yeah i mean it just kind of makes you unique in that that's just like your goal it's just to do yeah um is that something that uh what do you are you working more on that or do you or the fragrances or do you kind of bounce bounce the two um, so MOI, which stands for makeup, which ex- which accentuates and highlights, um, that's more so on a request basis. Like if someone needs me to do their makeup, I'll go and do it, post a picture, you know, mm-hmm. price, all that stuff. Fragrances, kind of the same thing, but more so um, I have set fragrances and body oils that I create. And then um, people can come and purchase those specific scents. Cool. If you're asking which one kind of has more business, definitely the fragrance line. Because like I said, I have like a set group of things that I'm selling. Whereas mm-hmm. uh, makeup is just by a la carte, basically, if somebody wants their makeup. Right. Done. Yeah. And how long has the, because um, you said you've been doing makeup for, for, for a while. Um, is the fra- Was the fragrance, what made you uh, want to do that? Is that just another kind of thing that you like to do? Yeah, that was just like, um, so I've always wanted to start a business, but I didn't want to do something that everyone else is doing, like lip gloss or lashes or hair. Like I really wanted to do something that I haven't seen anyone do. So that's why I decided to do perfumes. I feel like that's another thing that people really like, body oils, um, 
And yeah, that started um, almost a year ago now. Um, and yeah, it's just been really fun learning about making perfumes and um, the specific measurements and how to make sure your perfume doesn't get mold in it because that can happen. And just learning about the whole perfume making process. And I just really like diversifying. Like I feel like once I really, once my music really takes off mainstream, like music will always be in my life, but I definitely want to have other things that I'm doing that fulfill me as a person. So I've just been trying to do that on a, on a smaller scale now and kind of get started on doing multiple things at once. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's um, right before we started doing this interview, I was, uh, I follow um, Princess Nokia and she, she's a, a hip hop artist from uh, from Brooklyn, from the Bronx, and uh, she was. Oh, I haven't heard of her. Oh, uh, she's she's the best. Really? Oh, oh my God. you need to listen to her I'm immediately. Excited. She's great, <laughs> but she was talking about similar things. Like she's like, I do music, and I. She was like in a movie. She was. Uh, I think she does modeling as well, mm. but it's the same kind of thing where it's like. You know, my main thing is music, but let's see where this kind of branches off. And and I see much similar things. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and it's important um, to diversify and get into different things um, because it can it can. I'm just all for growth as a person and always being like, wow, I was such a different person last year, but like I'm so much better now. So that's always the goal. Um, I'm going through several different jobs from food to retail to now I'm working at a, um, a little family practice. So I'm learning about like medical terms and stuff. I just really like learning like a lot of different things so that I can kind of like relate to a lot of different types of people, if that makes sense. No, it does. It definitely does. Um, and I think that's another like artistic thing where um, a lot of people sometimes stay stagnant and just like, I'm do I'm this so therefore I'm just going to do this but some artists will just go off and be like okay I'm doing this project and I'm doing this one and I'm doing this one I can think of a couple artists that I listen to where it's like if you look at their entire body of work it's kind of like their autobiography and I For see sure. that being a lot of things that will be similar in your music where it's like um you know you can listen to this podcast and like you were saying earlier, you can listen to this podcast and think of this is how I thought at 22, flash forward a couple of years ahead. And it's like, what am I doing now? Mm-hmm. That'll reflect your current place in life, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's definitely important to have as an artist, um, because I I can think of a couple that will just keep on doing the same thing and it just gets stale and boring. But mm-hmm. I mean, you're over here doing the podcast that that can I, I don't even know how you you two are able to to come up with a uh, just <laughs> one thing to talk about. There's a million things I can talk about, and yeah, for sure. I mean, you can do a hundred episodes of that podcast, and then there'll, mm-hmm. there'll still be five hundred more that you can do because there's so much to talk about, and you two are just like the perfect combination of personalities. I think, and um, same yeah, same thing with the, with uh, with your music too. I mean. Once you start putting out your own original stuff, that's when it's really going to start. Already. I'm yeah. so have no clue. Is there anything that you can talk about with uh, some some future releases? So I talk a lot about relationships, a lot about relationships. But it's so funny because I love songs where 
you look at the lyrics and you assume I'm talking about one thing, but I could be talking about like a completely different thing. So I love music where people can kind of um, take their own narrative and kind of apply it to their own life in whichever way they see fit. So I love songs like that. I've been working a lot on my writing and making it more um, visual. Um, so yeah, I talk a lot about friendship. I talk a lot about relationships. Um, and right now that's most of what I'm talking about if I can. And, and confidence for sure, confidence in all people and um, being from the hood, basically poverty, being from Philly, um, speaking up for black men in particular who grow up in the cycle of gun violence. That's really important to me. And just trying to kind of hit every kind of point so that again, like so many different types of people can listen to my music and relate. Because I always find that um, men don't always relate to music from women. And I really don't want to be that. Like I really want a lot of people to be able to relate to my music. So I, I often like to pick people's brains and kind of, a lot of times I write music from the perspective of other people and not even myself. So yeah, I really just want to be able to relate to people through my music. That's like my number one goal musically. I really like that answer because I was, that's something that I think about a lot. There's so many phenomenal female artists that I definitely think that it's just like a weird, and it, it, there's also like the weird thing when you talk about artists, because when you, when you use like, like female artists, it's like, why can't it just be artist? It's, yeah. it's, it's that weird kind of. It's so crazy to me that in 2020, it's still that, but. Right. Yeah. But I like that you're open to just your music is is can just is all encompassing is really what I can think of it's anybody can enjoy it to be honest there's it's it's basically for everyone which which I think is definitely when when you're finally able to release your own stuff I think that's what's going to be like the biggest thing that's really trying my hardest to make sure it's not just one narrative all the time right yeah and I think that, you know, judging from all of the things that you are involved with, that that won't be an issue. I think that it's just going to, you're going to be able to find multiple things to talk about. And Hopefully. it's never going to be, it's never going to be old. Do you know when, um, do you have a kind of a timeline for when something can be released or is it still coronavirus? But now that everything's shutting down again, it's just... Mm -hmm. and um i'm trying my hardest to get at least a single out hopefully by like january but i definitely want my project to be out sometime in like march or april like that's that's the goal i need that to happen i don't care if i have to record it on my phone (laughs) something to come out around that time right well it'll be a great project when it finally when it finally hits uh I, i actually it's twofold because on one hand, yes, Corona is annoying, but on the other hand, I feel like if I would have released something when I first got signed, it wouldn't be my best work. So on on one hand, I'm kind of grateful for Corona because it's helped me sharpen way more. Um, it's given me time to sit down and actually, because a lot of times before Corona, I had no idea what I was doing. Like we would go into the studio, 
BS, not really get much done. But we would all create a bond, which was great, but we wouldn't really track enough music. So I feel like Corona really gave me the time to write out songs and not only write lyrics, but write out sonically how I want the song to sound. Like, do I want drums on this? Do I want a piano on this? Do I want it to start with the verse? Do I want it to start with the chorus? So I feel like Corona has definitely helped me um, figure out myself as an artist. And I'm still trying to grow and still trying to learn, but it's been twofold. It's been a blessing and a curse at the same time. Right, yeah. Well, all I can say is when the time comes, it's definitely gonna be worth the wait. And definitely when, uh, when we're able to do live performances, I think that's when it's gonna be. I think when your first live performance after you have that project out and everything is said and done, I think that's when it's gonna be, you're gonna sit back and say like, wow, this is, you know, there was a lot of setbacks, but we're finally here. It's so worth it, yeah. Speaking of live shows, is there any uh, dream, dream kind of uh, venue to play at? That's a good question. Um, damn, I have to kind of do my research on that. Well, let's uh, um, take it smaller. Like, um, is there any specific Philly venue that you really can't wait to start playing at? I like, I forget the name of it, but I saw, I don't know if you know who her is. She's like an um, R&B soul artist. I know her, yeah. And I went to see her there. But I don't, is it something, the factory? Yeah, um, the electric factory. Yes, yes, yes. I think it's now the Frankfurt Music Hall, though. It's still up. They just changed the name. But it's the same. Yeah, that would be a, I can picture that sold out Natanya show at the Frankfurt Music Hall. That would be, be awesome. It's the way she talking, 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 now she move. She ain't talking, she just move. We ain't talking, we just never use words to talk us. Ain't trying to say too much, just really want to fill your time with making timeless time it, making mindless moments. Be oh my god, when you break it down and bust it like a broken promise, damn you. You got me out of the bamboo, saying you wanted to cancel. Feeling the waves, feeling the wave. That mean I got me a fan who wanna get deeper than plant roots. Wanna get deeper than I plan to. Playing the song, setting the mood, loving the ride. Fit for the groove, yeah, running back. She got a smooth back like a jet. What's with the gold, moving through hoops. All in my head, tell me the truth. Tell me if you, you wanna do all of these things, no front boo. Just gotta know, girl, cause if you down there, I'll be gonna do the way he talk, eh? The way he talk, the way he talk, eh? Got me feeling all kind of ways, feeling like I'm here to stay. See how you do that, how you make me feel like that. How you do that, got me feeling so off track. You so wavy, got me feeling crazy. Feeling like I'm about to catch a body in the baby. I'm loving the moves, taking control. Where did she move? Giving the dog, giving the dog, moving the song, flipping the switch, turning me on. You snatching my soul, baby. You making me go crazy. You keeping it one you, and we never go Macy. A one or two O's, baby. You keep it on it. Keep hitting the nose, girl, and I'll let you run it. Yeah. Like CB with the sneak peek, that's a small taste of the real shit. Move girl, you the bomb bomb with the G spot like a kill switch. That's real talk, shit. The way he talk, eh? The way he talk, the way he talk, eh? Got me feeling all kind of ways. Feeling like I'm here to stay. See how you do that? How you make me feel like that? How you do that? Got me feeling so awful.
I just want to wrap up this uh, this episode. You can follow Natanya on uh, her Instagram pages. Her personal page is Natanya Official. Her music page is at Natanya.music. For her podcast, uh, it's at Authenticity Podcast, all one word. For her uh, beauty, cosmetic, and personal care page, it's Moi by Na, uh, M-W-A-H-B-Y-N-A, all one word. And for her perfume line, it is Nostalgia Perfumes, all one word. Make sure to follow Natanya. Look out for music of hers coming out hopefully early next year. And um, it was a pleasure sitting and talking to Natanya.